Want your small farm or family business to run more smoothly? Want your customers to be happier, your staff to be more content? Want to feel better about your work while you're doing it and at the end of the day? All you need are these two magic words that I'm going to teach you today. I'm Shannon Hayes, and you're listening to Season 3, Episode 13 of The Hearth of Sapbush Hollow. Welcome to the Hearth of Sapbush Hollow, chronicles and lessons from a life tied to family, community, and the land. I'm Shannon Hayes, and I operate Sapbush Hollow Farm with three generations of my family in the northern Catskill Mountains of upstate New York. I'm the chef-owner of Sapbush Cafe, a farm-to-table and neighbor-to-neighbor experience, open Saturdays 9 to 2 in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton. And I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers, The Grass-Fed Gourmet, and my newest title, Redefining Rich, from Ben Bella Books. Manage expectations! I shout the words across the server window to Ula as the printer cranks out a ridiculously long list of orders. Managing expectations, she calls back calmly, and roller skates away to the table of ten that has just submitted the aforementioned order, which is too big for our tiny kitchen staff of two to crank out all at once. Ula's job is to let the guests know this simple fact, which means they cannot expect to receive all their food at the same time. Her next job is to make sure that anyone who submits an order behind that table of ten understands they will have a bit of a wait. Expectations managed. Managing expectations has become a mantra in our family business. I'm rather embarrassed at the number of years it took me to learn that trick. First, to recognize that the kitchen and staff size were too small to prepare ten custom orders at a time, and second, that there was no need to be apologetic about not being able to meet unreasonably high demands. Instead, each time a large party came in, Bob and I broke into a sweat. We stared wide-eyed as the tiny tables got pushed together to make room for the crowd, then trembled in terror at the order as it printed out. We'd cook in a frenzy, frantically trying to execute each dish perfectly and simultaneously, which, of course, would lead to failure, 
Eggs ordered over easy would be cooked hard and lacy, which would have to be tossed to the compost and remade. Home fries got overcooked, home fries got undercooked, side orders were dropped. While a failure to admit to the general public that we could not crank out a timely 10-person order might seem like mistaken overconfidence, I think it was more like a lack of confidence. We didn't understand our skills and resources enough to make a claim on our right to sanity. So when a demand was made, we hustled to meet it at the expense of ourselves. Over time, we grew up a little. We started recognizing that what we were feeling was the pressure a small business feels to perform like a large business. McDonald's can put meals in the hands of a busload of hungry soccer players in under 20 minutes. We're not equipped for that kind of speed or volume. We get that pressure in all kinds of ways in a small family-run business. To match prices, speed, location, hours, variety. We can drive ourselves crazy and out of business trying to meet impossible expectations. So instead, we've learned to manage them, to prepare our customers with what to expect when they do business with us. Here are three of the ways that we do this in our line of work. Number one, we announce it publicly. The back cover of our menu reminds customers and us that we are a family first, business second. That simple fact has implications for our hours, availability, speed, and service style. If customers don't understand it, they can grow frustrated. Why can't they be open more hours? I just need my takeout now! However, when they know we're a family working together, that this is how we choose to spend our Saturdays, and that we run a farm the rest of the days, the customers relax and enjoy the experience. Two, learn the limits and teach them to the team members. Sersha and Ula work the front of the house. Bob and I work the back. We've now taught them that the kitchen can typically only crank out four to six meals simultaneously, depending on how many special accommodations each meal requires. Armed with that information, the girls are equipped to let customers know what to expect quickly. Confidence isn't about agreeing to do everything the customer wants. It's about knowing what's reasonable to expect and communicating it. Three. Always tell people what you can do. We've taught our kids never to leave a conversation with, sorry, we can't help you, unless it's a troublesome customer that must be gotten rid of. Yes, we do get those from time to time. Otherwise, if we're sold out of whole chickens, we remind customers that we still have chicken parts in stock. If we're sold out of bacon, we let them know we still have breakfast sausage. If it's the end of the day and the kitchen is closed for cleaning, a customer can still get a coffee and a pastry. The same holds true for the party of 10. We can't get all those plates of food out at one time, but Ula reminds them of all the things they can do while waiting to eat. Relax. Enjoy some extended conversation. Visit with the other customers. Enjoy not being rushed. Because in the end, no business can be all things to all people. 
The difference between an irate customer and a satisfied one comes down to whether or not the business can meet their expectations. So it's prudent to teach customers right from the get-go what those expectations should be. When we remember that, we can stop apologizing for what we aren't and instead focus on what we are. A small business dedicated to using our presence to make the world a better place. Sapwish Cafe is open for the season every Saturday through December 24th from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Our online website, sapbushfarmstore.com, is stocked with our grass-fed and pastured meats, as well as wool bedding and yarn. You can also drop by and visit our honor store any time of the day or night, located in the little red shed at the back of the cafe parking lot. And from June 1st through July 1st, we're celebrating dads, grads, brides, and grooms with a 20% off sale on all our wool bedding. That includes our organic wool pillows, our beautiful blankets, and organic wool comforters. Order online or stop by the store. Our farm-to-table retreat on Panther Creek and the Tentra site are already getting summer bookings. If you want to grab a slot to come out to hang with us, you can link over to their Airbnb and Tentra listings from the vacation rental tab at sapbush.com. Also, I am delighted to announce that Tibbetts House is now officially open and accepting reservations through Airbnb. It is located right across from the cafe, a three-bedroom house with a beautiful yard, views of our mountains, cozy fireplaces, and access to all our wonderful local food, hiking trails, and swimming holes. You can find it on Airbnb by searching for Tibbetts House of Sapbush Hollow Farm. While the weekends are all booked for Tibbetts this season already, there are still weekdays available and we still have some weekend availability at the Farm to Table Retreat on Panther Creek. If you want to follow us this year, please note we are no longer on social media. We're trying to make our lives more sane without it. Instead, you can find us over on the blog at setbush.com and keep track of farm happenings, my musings, and the weekly prefix cafe special. There, you can also sign up for our digital weekly newsletter. If you enjoy the slower things in life, you can also join our snail mail list and get Ula's hand-drawn postcards with notices about special offers and our CSA program. You can even be entered in a drawing to win a free CSA pork share by emailing me at shannon at sapbush.com with your U.S. postal address. Even though we are not on social media, word is getting out about Redefining Rich, which has been awarded an Axiom Medal for Small Business and Entrepreneurship, and it was also just awarded a Nautilus Medal and was a finalist at the National Indie Excellence Awards. It's a really great book, folks. Check it out. If you want to practice some of the concepts, be sure to head over to the blog at sapbush.com where you can download the free Redefining Rich Workbook, which helps you work on your quality of life statement, identify true wealth and income streams, practice setting boundaries, and gives you exercises for helping your family and workday flow better. If you enjoyed this, please take a few minutes to leave a review. This helps other folks find my work. And please share this podcast with friends and family. This really helps to get the ideas to spread. The Hearth of Sapwish Hollow podcast happens with the support of my patrons on Patreon. And this week, I'd like to send a shout out to my patrons, Meredith Eilers and Melissa Lyons. Thank you, folks. I could not do it without you. If you'd like to help support my work, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by hopping over to Patreon 
and looking up Shannon Hayes. In case you were wondering, this podcast was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband Bob Hooper, and the great music we're listening to comes to us from Emery. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Now the birds are singing about all the things they've seen over in the other countries, sowing seeds and reaping dreams, and I think that I am learning all about what it means to stay still.